Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Palmer bet on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight-up screamer! Download our app today and enjoy straight-up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos and same-game multi at Palmerbet. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. We've spoken about a lot. I definitely speak about it uh, as many times as I can so people know that around New Zealand our pathways are really struggling in the districts and have fallen away. And one of the most beautiful parts of our country up in the Taitukoro, they've managed to galvanise a community and bring them together through our lovely game and doing it all on ourselves with a flourishing competition which kicks off this Friday night. Yep, we're talking to the man, the driving force behind it today, a good friend of mine, Hune Harawera. Morena, ita parata, ita rangatira. Kaya, kaya koe, kei te pea koe, ita atanei. I'm feeling good actually, keeping mihi atu kia kōrua. Just got off the water, been out um, having a bit of a paddle, just about 8 k's had to get off. Come talk to you boys. You got your competition <laughs> kicking off Friday. We're gonna we're gonna get into this um, this conversation about not only uh, your yeah, competition, yeah. Yeah, yeah. but you um yeah. you've you've started the competition up there. How many years has it been running? And just tell us a little bit about it. Oh, uh, we started in 2016. We we started simply because uh, it's too far to travel from up here in the far north to Whangarei. You know, the board meetings were, for Northland. The board meetings were all in Whangarei. The board members all came from Whangarei. All the decisions tended to favour Whangarei. All of the judicial uh, committee hearings were held in Whangarei. If you wanted to uh, train for the Northland squad, you had to go to Whangarei. It just wasn't fair. So we, we tried to get them to agree to let us have two separate comps and work together towards the inter-season thing. They said, no, we run everything. So we moved aside in 2015, ran our own, uh, and started our first comp in 2016. We've been going ever since, and now we're breaking out into our, what's it, sixth year? A uh, year out of COVID. We've got 10 clubs, and we're kicking off uh, this Friday night in Kaiko here with the Kaiko Alliance at 7 o'clock tonight, playing against uh, the Valley Valley United Crosses from out the Paheke. So, yeah, no, it's a, it's a, it's a bloody great feeling. Eh? And the clubs, the clubs own it. It's, it's a Kaupapa Māori-based thing. We are the Kaitokoro Rugby League. Uh, we really uh, put Fananga Tanga, uh, Manaki Tanga, uh, Aroha, Tetahi, Tetahi, all of those sort of values come before everything else. That's until you get to the final rounds, of course. 
Yeah. And everybody just wants to everybody just wants to kill each other. But um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The mihis are good. The karaki is good. The hakas are good. The feeds are spectacular, and, and the games are great. Eh? Actually, the games have gotten so good, bro. That uh, 2016, man, we got we had like judiciaries every week, uh, two or three. Da 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 da. Last year, we didn't have one judiciary in the whole year. It was absolutely amazing. amazing. You know, I was really, really proud of of the clubs, the players, the whanau, the committee communities. It's just been bloody great. Yeah. Yeah. And it's and, and like you say, it's because we've taken ownership of something that we love. Um, we work with with rugby. A lot of our, our clubs studied up with uh, with the, with the rugby clubs all around the north. I think five of our ten clubs are. In partnerships with with uh, rugby clubs to share facilities, all that kind of thing. Uh, when when rugby's up, we we tend to take a little bit of a hit. But uh, when league's up, um, yeah, rugby does it really tough. But still, we just keep going. Hey, Hundi, uh, Izzy here, mate. Great to have you on the show, and and love what you're doing in the community. We had um, Cam George on the other day, and Kempi's been vocally advocate, advocating the genuine pathways of rugby league. Have you noticed the successful what you've created in the community have you had any young players you know go on and, and kind of get the exposure that that you're after from creating these little community um competitions well you know some of the boys that come out of this area um most most recently would be um james fisher harris uh Ooh, not in, bad in, 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 yeah penrith uh corey how do we Ooh, keep going. Uh, those are some of the players that have gone through. We've had some just leave to go to England. Others moved to Australia. Uh, one of the one of the hard things or realities of life is that in a rural community like ours, you can see the good ones coming, and you already know they're never going to play for their club because they'll get snapped up early. Um, and all we do is, you know, we wish them well. We try to get as much support around them as we can, and um, especially if they if they're going across to Australia early. Uh, we'll make sure that they've got whānau to, to, to stay with, to, to buffer them, because not everybody makes it, um, as, as both of you guys know. Not everybody's going to make it. So we just want mm. to make them understand that if they do, uh, you know, we're all happy for them. If they don't, we're still happy for them that they, that they, that they gave it a shot. Yeah. That's awesome, Hone. And yes, you do. I've, look, I've, I've talked about your competition around the country, as you know, and and we've spoken about the lack of support. Just talking about the lack of support, what do you actually get as far as support goes from your national body and the, and the, the people that are meant to be supporting rugby league? No, nah, we get nothing. Um, New Zealand Rugby League have, have made it clear that the, our only way forward really is to go back to Northland. Um, we don't get any money from um, New Zealand Rugby League. Uh, we won't, uh, you know, because we, we're not with New Zealand Rugby League, a lot of other sponsors won't won't back us, so we we don't have that. Uh, we don't get any coaching development. We don't get any referees, uh, clinics. Our players aren't allowed to play in national competitions. Yeah, so we denied a lot of that. But the love of the game is what keeps the boys going and keeps the whanau going. We get we get way bigger crowds than rugby does or or rugby league Northland does. Um, they they they're just talking about how you know they they ran this thing um, in rugby and. It, if you can get between 80 to 100 at your games, you know, you'll, you'll get some money to support this COVID vaccination program. And we're sitting back thinking, wow, if we get under 200, then we think we've had a stink game. So, you know, <laughs> the, the, the communities are really in behind it. Hey, the whānau in, in for, for a lot of them, 
Stefano, they, they're really doing it tough, but um, yeah, they they love they love seeing their, their their guys out there doing it. One of our clubs struggled this year, and they've gone across to to rugby, Pangaroo, gone across to play rugby for Pangaroo. And yeah, we wish them well. We wish Pangaroo well, and uh, we look forward to the to the Pauling of Broncos coming back next year. But yeah, that's life in in the rural communities. We we don't. We don't wave a stick at, at the other codes. We just um, do what we can for our own. Awesome. And uh, it was a bit tough for Rashi and uh, and his father when um, when uh, the Whangaroa Marlins started and um, and uh, whole of the Kyle Rugby Club seniors all switched over to play a rugby league for the Whangaroa Marlins. So that was a bit tough. But you know, big big thanks to Rashi and his father and all of their their crew for allowing the Whangaroa Marlins to instantly switch in and. Uh, and fit in with Kyle Rugby, so yeah, that's that's the northern way, that's the Maori way, and uh, we really, we really play that up. It's, it's, it's wonderful, and so we don't, we don't, we don't feel the, um, we don't feel the loss of, of not having a lot of that sort of stuff because our board meetings are, are totally controlled by, by the clubs. Um, only the clubs make the decisions, and uh, nobody else. They all look at one another, and they know now that they're no sense of trying to push for something for themselves because you've got to push for something for everybody. Otherwise, what you want, uh, not going to go through. We don't have NZRL appointees. We don't have corporate appointees. We have uh, those who, who are playing the game, running the game. And I think, I'm, I'm hoping really, Kempi, that you know what you've what you're been trying to do in building districts around the country, I sincerely hope that um, a lot of people out there I might actually send them all an, all an email, let them know we're, we're playing any time they want to come up and have a look, see what we're doing, how we're doing it, they're more than welcome. Awesome. Because I, I think this model where, and Sport New Zealand actually supports it. They, they say openly that sporting codes need to work with the communities uh, where they want their code to grow. But, you know, instead of trying to impose a, a model from one place and say, this is how it's going to be everywhere. I mean, the corporate model in rugby league might work somewhere. I'm not quite sure where. Maybe in Sydney, but I don't think it works anywhere in this. I don't think it works anywhere in this country. It certainly doesn't work up here in the north. And so, yeah, not to not to knock it that somebody else's style, but it's not our style, brother. And given that uh, rugby league and the Kiwis and, and everything else is is pretty much seventy uh, percent uh, Maori and twenty five percent our Pacific Island brothers and sisters. Uh, we want to see some real changes at the top for our communities and for the leadership at the top as well. That's awesome, Hornet. The the equity in the game, just one one final question before you let you go. The equity in the game, you're you're just touching on it, mate. What you're saying you've got the best competition up there, you're getting no support, you're getting no development, you're getting no referee support, you're doing it all on your own. And the worst thing about this is that people won't support you because you get no support from the top. What does that say about equity? Yeah, uh, it, it says that equity doesn't apply when it comes to people like us. It says that equity doesn't apply when you when when clearly we're we're growing the game. I mean, no offence to rugby league Northmen, but they now don't. Last year, since last year, they haven't had a senior competition because uh, two of the clubs came our way last year, and the other two clubs came our way this year. So they they don't even have any clubs to to, to play. You know, one against another. So everybody's playing for the tie to get our rugby league. We don't wave it around as a flag and whack them on the head, but we have right from day one, brother. Right from day one, we've said 
we just want a 50 percent share of the resources. Now that we've got all of the senior clubs, we still don't want all of the money. You know, we just want 50 percent of the of the resources, 50 percent of the of the power, 50 percent of the decision making. But the answer is still no, 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 and no. Yeah, and, I don't uh, get it. We just we we keep pushing it, and we keep getting a no. So we just keep growing our games. And and at the end of the day, rather than wallowing um, in in the, the sadness of it, we just go go really hard with the with the positivity, and uh, hopefully um, we're going to get a TV crew coming up, and we're going to film a lot of the things that we're doing up here. Then I'm going to take that around myself to a lot of the districts around the country to urge them to step out and have a, have a shot at doing this themselves. Uh, actually, rugby tried it a few years ago. Mahanui rugby in. They, they blew, blew their stack. They said, how come bloody East Coast Rugby League got hardly any clubs, hardly any players, but they can be a division, but we can't. I was going, yay, yay, pull out. But they, they wouldn't do it at the end of the day. They, could, they couldn't bring themselves to do it. I tried to, even though they rugby, I really tried to encourage them to do it, but nah. So it's just us, us alone. But it's nice to know, bro, that mm. uh, we've got people like yourself. Is it as well big on there with you, brother? <laughs> yeah, yeah, on Oh, shit, mate. Kippy told me it was Israel Falao. That's the only reason I came on the show. <laughs> so, who's so, that, bro? I hate to get you on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. Good, good to talk to you guys. But, yeah, it's nice to know that that support's out there amongst uh, all, all the other, a lot of the other districts. You know, we, we, we're, not, we're, not, uh, we're not the beacon of hope to anybody. But what we are doing is showing that it can be done. And it can be done. If it can be done up here in the north, it can you know, be done anywhere. That's exactly right. It can be done right. anywhere, brother. It can be done anywhere. So that, that's, that's exactly right. If it can be done here, it can be done everywhere. Awesome. Hey, thanks for coming on this morning, Hone, and we wish you all the best for your competition kickoff on Friday. I'm still probably going to be coaching the Kirikiri team next year. I'm just waiting for that contract to come through um, and for you to sign it off. Uh, but we look forward. I look forward to catching up with you soon, brother. We'll keep fighting the good fight in the, in the grassroots okay, of rugby mate. league, and you just keep doing what you're doing for our whanau up there. Um, everyone yep. is watching, mate, and eventually the tide will turn. I trust you that. Thank you, brother. You know what you're going to see? You're going to see former All Black Liam Messon return to the ring and probably demolish someone. I don't know who the poor bugger is that's getting in there with him. Uh, I don't think it's Sam Rapetta because I'm pretty sure he's a former boxing Aaron, more of a promoter of the event. He's joining us live out of the beautiful Naki this morning. G'day, Sam. Yeah, good, brother. How exciting is it for you to be able to get this back on track and actually start pulling the pieces together? Bro, I'm, I'm really tough, eh? Like, uh, I've been training these corporate fighters for almost a year now uh, when we first announced the show, and it keeps getting put back because of COVID. It's finally happening, and um, I'm, I'm pumped. All the fighters are obviously pumped, but this is the most ex- experienced group of corporate guys I've ever had, and uh, the show's coming together really nice, and I'm, I'm, I'm just really excited about the night. Yeah, nice, Sam. Is he here, mate? What's the support been like around the Naki, around around the hotel? Everyone excited? And and tell us, where are you holding the event? I, I thought it will be TSB, but Uncle reckons it might be outside somewhere. Nah, bro, nah, nah, nah TSB Stadium. Um, so that's, uh, that's where I always hold it up there. And, um, nice. yeah, people are pumped. Like People are obviously socially starved around here, so 
they everyone's excited <laughs> about it. I'm, uh, like, everyone's, uh, they are from New Plymouth. This event's like, like like the ball anyway. You know, it's like, it's like the the ball, the ball of the night. So, um, if, you know, people are pumped for it. Hey, Sammy, it's Kempe here, mate. Um, I thought you might have been having it out there underneath the nipple courts of Waitara. There's a little bit of a rumour going there. You might be using the club rooms as your changing rooms, but um, you obviously got taken it back to TSB. You, you excited about Liam coming down and fighting on that card? Absolutely. You know, like people, um, like the, the, the card goes off anyway, but um, having Liam puts it at another level because he's, he's a big name and... Uh, People are pumped to see that. Yeah, we were. I was going to do it out at um, out at White, the White Hutter Courts when, 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 at one point when it, where you can only do outdoor events. So that's when I was looking at that. But um, it's just a little bit cold, bro, to be doing it at this time of the year. But um, the TSB Stadium goes off. It's, it's, it's a special night. You know, we used to. You know, we used to wear um, Borthwick singlets, mate, for wetsuits when we were surfing down there. It ain't cold for us, brother. Bring it out there. You'll, you'll pack it. <laughs> you'll pack it out. <laughs> You had them up, eh? <laughs> <laughs> Mate, what about, um, I see there's been a lot of hype with Tyson Fury and Joey Parker backing the event, signing some gloves and getting right behind it. Mate, what does that, what does that do for you? And what do you reckon you'll be able to, to raise, fundraise well, uh, some money uh, when it goes into auction on the night? Yeah, well, so um, I actually just text Joe. I know Joe because we're on the uh, New Zealand team together when we were amateurs. I text him and asked if I could get some, Gloves. I didn't even know he was over trading with Tyson Fury, and um, and then uh, he she said yes, we did. And he sent some over, and I opened up the the box, and um, and he got uh, Tyson to sign the Moselle because he's in training camp with him. So I buzzed out of that. So that was that's pretty uh, pretty cool. But um, it's going to be a great cause. You know, we're raising money for our youth academy and um, the junior boxing at our at uh, the box office boxing club. Which is like such a great program, and so and the, and and they were just happy to do this to um, help support such such good cause. Hey Sam, you, so you your gig now is pretty much to train these corporate boxers and take classes, and you've got Liam Messip. What are, what are you making of that on this card? What are you making of the resurgence of um, former footy players and people from other walks of life getting in the ring? You would have seen, no doubt, Sonny Bill Williams just well, seriously hurt Barry Hall. Um, you would have seen that Kevi Mialamu's training at the moment. Then you got Jake Paul calling out Sonny Williams over in <laughs> America. Like <laughs> these guys, Liam Messam, Kevi, Sonny, um, Barry Hall, even Paul Gallum. What do you make of it all? Is it good for the sport, do you think? And do you think we could get it to a point where they can all fight each other on a bit of a circuit? It depends how it's done. Like, um, they're, they're, like it's it's, it's big at the moment, and I like the way most people are doing it because it's done with respect. You know, like it's it's um, it's good for the sport because what happens, what happens, especially locally, is people come because they want to watch, they want to watch their hairdresser have a have a fight or their or you know their workmate or their neighbour have a fight. But then they sit there and they think, man, this sport's awesome, and uh, so it turns a lot of people onto it. So. Most people that come along, they come along because they want to watch somebody that they didn't think that was going to ever do something like this, have a fight. They watch it, they realise it's a great sport, and then they become fans. So I'm all about that. I'm, I'm very happy about that. And uh, everybody that I've been involved with does this with respect. You know, like, uh, well, I, I actually met Liam 10 years ago as a sparring partner for him when he fought um, Wendell Saylor. And um, 
that and like he he lives he lives a life you know he's not just a guy that's just turning out for a paycheck he lives that life you know he's been there and he's been and again he's been doing this for a year now trying to stay in shape for this fight and he's been putting the work in like he's 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 training and living like a boxer which I love and you know it's turning people onto the sports I'm happy about that. Nice. Well, we're, we're talking about the, the big names in, in the boxing game, but there's got to be some undercard and some fighters we've probably never heard of that are fighting at uh, your fight night on May 13th. Uh, have you got any names or anyone we should look out for that are potentially coming out of there and we'll be like, wow? There's, there's a couple of good uh, undercard pros, which I want to just quickly mention, but uh, Lewis Duffels, the fours, he's, he's, he's been going really good. He's had a few fights on TV and... Uh, he um, he's put all his guys to sleep uh, so far, so he's looking to carry that on on the mm. night. And he Takapotai Tohu, he he's, he's making his professional debut. He was actually one of our um, one of our better amateurs we've ever produced. So I think he got to the quarterfinals of the world champs in his um, in a few years ago. But he's been he's been out of the sport injured. He's making his pro debut on this night, which is great. Uh, and for the corporate fights, um, Adam Warner, <laughs> Adam Warner, I don't know if he's listening, but uh, he, he's he's the most popular. Corporate fighter I've ever produced. He's um, he's going to have a lot of punters there backing him. So I'm excited for him. <laughs> and uh, yeah, yeah, like, like, like I say, like so was many. Was that the McFarlane fight? Was it? And they stick with it? Was that What's the that? was that the McFarlane fight, Sam? Was that Aaron Warner and, and the guy McFarlane? Is that the one I watched with? Yeah, Craig McFarlane. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah so a... he had yeah, three fights on my card. Oh, that was, <laughs> that was a beauty, mate. That was an absolute beauty. Yeah. What about Kimpy? <laughs> yeah, Sam. What about Kimpy? Like. You know he 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 walks around like he is the he is the Taranaki. You know like he is the he is the manga. What like, do you mean walks around? <laughs> he, 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 honestly, Mate, a lot of that, that, that's the cool thing about corporate bossing is like people, like um, people will come watch because they want to see how they go, but they're just as popular if they're not right. You know, it's like Muhammad Ali. It's like the more unpopular guys get get big drawing his too. So <laughs> what it's, it's, it depends if they like you, bro, or if they don't like you. But Who wants to knock out Kim? Did you just compare <laughs> Tony Kim to Muhammad Ali? <laughs> <laughs> that is that is quite incredible. Are you asking a townie, mate? Are you asking a townie to describe someone from Waitara, mate? You, that's a pretty tough one. <laughs> you you've just been described to Muhammad Ali, but you must have a Kimpy story, Sam. Oh, <laughs> yeah, bro. Do you remember? Do you remember when we played? I no. think it was like uh, it was we we played we played badminton, bro. Uh, I think it was in the hub down at Howarder, and it was like it was like a ex athlete. Um, oh no, I wasn't even an ex athlete then. It was like an athlete um, game. It was a fundraiser, and we were playing badminton, and we turned up, and I was like fight fit, bro. I was like I was like a couple weeks out from a fight, so I wasn't in shape. And I thought, man, I'm going to smoke this guy because I played against you. <laughs> and, bro, you, you just had me running all over the court. And I was like, yes, that was so quick. And uh, I couldn't believe it. I was embarrassed because I was like, I'm going to smash this guy. Because uh, I was so fit. I couldn't, I couldn't believe, how, I couldn't believe how, how, how gassed I was. Because I was like, fight fit. That's a different sport, eh, bro? You know, I was, I was, I was gassed. Jeez, I never, and I probably never picked up a badminton racket till that day either, Sam, which would be which is pretty sad. But oh, mate, they're trying to remind me that I got like delayed concussion, but I can't, rem- I can't, I can't remember gas. I've gassed a few 
people, but I just told Louis, I used to have this no mercy rule, you know, I anyone, I was so competitive. Anyone wanted to play me in something, I was going, I don't, and I didn't care how old you were. And, you know, if you were six or 60, you're going to cop it. So I'm sorry, Sam, for making you run around that day, mate. You'd, you've done some great things down there, Sammy. We've spoken a few times. Um, you know, you've got, you know, like, real good people like yourself, Wayne Kappa down there, um, doing wonderful things through our community as well. And I just can't think of anything um, better, mate, than you getting back back on the the bandwagon and supporting you know boxing down there. Well done with the academy too, brother. That's a such a good thing. Thank you very much. Yeah, I'm really proud of it, and like uh, yeah, things things are good right now. Awesome, Sam. Good luck, awesome. man. Good luck for the event. We'll touch base again before it goes ahead. Eh? And thanks for sharing that uh, badminton story. Do you know? Fun fact for you, Sam. <laughs> Takeaway: Kimpy actually thought badminton and squash were the same thing. So that again, that's even more embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> and bro, he still smoked me. Still <laughs> That's smoked right. <laughs> and he still smoked you. Is he? Um, there you go. That's Sam Ribeiro, who's uh, got a great fight night going uh, at the Crowded House Bar and Eatery, Friday 13th. Let's get into our Wednesday McCafe coffee catch-up. Today we're catching up with an old friend because Super Rugby is about to branch out and go trans-Tasman again. Corey Jane is the assistant coach of the Hurricanes and the Canes. Head, and the Canes head to Aussie this week before facing the Reds on Saturday night where we'll finally be able to stack the form up. And CJ is on the line now. Morena, my friend. How are you, brother? Hello, Israel. I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm good, mate. <laughs> How you going, me, mate? Nah, just sifting around. I got a little bit of a sleep in because family's all going to pop a mile for the school holidays while we head off to Aussie. So um, today's actually our day off, but I'll get some work done at some stage. Nice, mate. Nice, mate. And how, how are you happy? Are you happy with the, where the boys are at at the moment? Obviously, getting a tough win down the Highlanders over the weekend, a one point win. I've been talking about it on air. I think you've you've turned a corner. I think there's a lot of uh, balance in your sides' games. You're defending particularly well, but you attack. I think you've got a solid combination now with um, with your backline players playing constantly and TJ coming back. Does that help? So, are you happy with where you and the Canes are at? Oh, we're slowly getting there. I think, you know, beginning of the season, we were pretty average. And then, you know, I guess the belief when the boys are on the right track, we, uh, you know, the Moana game that we lost, um, you know, there's a lot of opportunities for us to win that game, and we did not. And then the Chiefs game, losing by one, falling asleep 20 minutes in the second half, kind of cost us. And then you look at the Crusaders, who are, you know, best team in the competition for the last few years, and... We had moments we should have beaten beaten them. So, um, you know, the the boys are starting to you know, feel a little bit of belief. And then, obviously, the minor game, and then winning just you know against the Highlanders, where we switched off and fell asleep for a little bit, and they they nearly got us. Mm. But um, you know, we, we came away with a win in that one, uh, which that's rugby. So um, yeah, we'll see how Aussie goes. You'll tell them up. You'll tell them up, Corey. It's Kempe here, mate. Hey, just to, obviously from the playing field to the coaching um, clipboard, mate, how are you finding it? How, how are you enjoying being a coach? Uh, mate, I, I enjoy it. Um, you know, I've got a lot more greys um, in my <laughs> head uh, than, I, than I ever have um, from it because it's, you know, obviously it's a, it's a stressful, stressful thing. You can't get out on the field and do any of it, so you've got to, uh, try and put the guys in the right situation, and you're not just dealing with yourself as as you were when a player or as a player. You know, you've got to deal with everyone. Um, so, obviously, there's a lot more stress to it. But, man, I, I love it. I'm still a competitor. Um, so, uh, the closest thing to playing rugby is 
there's actually, uh, you know, that coaching and I run water as well, so even closer to the field. Mate, what about the? Are you are you surprised with how well um, Jordy Barrett's gone at, at, at twelve? Um, I know over the years he's everywhere he's played, he's been outstanding. He's probably the best fullback in the in the country when he's playing there. But at twelve, he's made a real case for it as well. Playing twelve, there's been a lot of questions asked. Can he transform that to a uh, transition that to to the All Blacks at higher honours? And a lot of people are saying yes. Are you, are you happy with with that kind of move for for Jordy at twelve? Yeah, I, I enjoy it. I, I think he's closer to the action. You know, he's a, he's a big human and mm. um, he throws his body around. Uh, you know, but like I said, I, I still think, well, you said it, you know, he is the best fullback in, in the country. But I think you just look at, and probably in the weekend, he didn't have his most, uh, his best game at 12 against the Hollanders. But mm. you look at the Crusaders, uh, the Chiefs games he was coming to get against the Blacks. And uh, I think he outplayed them, to be honest. So, or all back 12s. Um, so, you know, I enjoy it. Um, you know, every now and then he'd go on a killing spree and use his big body, and uh, um, <laughs> which is exciting to see uh, up, in that, up in that front line. But, uh, yeah, we've still got to remember that he is a decent fullback as well, and, you know, we've got some good players around. And uh, But I do like him at 12. I really do. Matt, I, I hear the Warriors have got a signature and a safe, but I mean, we won't talk too much about that. Um, <coughs> just moving, just moving on to this tackle um, technique that we've been talking about this week in the amount of red cards, uh, Corey. What is your take on it, and how are you guys effectively making changes to tackle tech in your coaching ranks? Yeah, well, obviously it's an ongoing thing with, with tackle tech and also clean out. I think if you you tuck your arm to a shoulder charge. Uh, essentially, you're going to get in trouble no matter what. Um, and there was a couple of those in the weekend. Um, and stuff with his, you just got to get your body height right. Um, but you, you can train it all, all you want. Um, it's still a, mm. a, a, that's still going to happen because it's a, you've got a man trying to move another man against his will. And so it's still a contact sport. And, you know, you've got two competitors that are trying to go out there and belt each other. And that's rugby. That's rugby league as well. You know, it's a contact yeah. sport. So, it's going to happen. We've just got to try and be better as, as players and as coaches to, to keep working at it um, and try and eliminate it as much as possible. But to get it all the way up the game, uh, I don't know if it's ever going to happen, to be honest. Yeah. What about, I, I look at Scott Barrett and Josh Dixon's um, situation siege and like throughout my career when, when the coaches are trying to um, coach when playing a guy like a team like South Africa, they got big bodies. They love to um, snake and, and try and bust through that that uh, collision area. You got the inside player going low, and you got the outside player going high to try and wrap up that ball and you know hit someone on the chest. So, do you think it's uh, is there other, another way around coaching it? Because that situation with Scott and Josh, where they were on the outside and they actually braced to put in a hit, but they don't raise their arm. But that's kind of what they're being coached over the years. Is it, do you reckon it's it stemmed from from what they've been told over the couple, last couple of years? Oh, 100 uh, percent. You know, a lot of it is just it's just habit. You know, because mm. um, you know, obviously, you're trying to break yourself as well. But in my opinion, if, if if one of those two or you know both of those guys had tried to just lift their arm and and make it a tackle, it's probably going to hurt them a bit more than it's going to hurt the other guy. Um, you know, just because you've got to get a little bit lower and throw that arm up there, but they probably wouldn't be in as much trouble as as they got him because, you know, they would have been attempted to make a tackle. Where I, you can see that they're, they're trying to brace and hit the other fella, but 
there's just no attempt to make a tackle. And I guess that's what you look at it and think, well, clearly you're going to be gone straight away if you if you make contact because, you know, you can't shoulder charge people. Yeah, nature of the game, eh? When you're in that collision spot there, um, technique sometimes can go out the window. The... For me, uh, Corey, or for you, really, when you when you're in this uh, competition, are you well, in defending, um, coaching defence? Are you more an aggressive style of defensive team, like an up and in uh, against the sweep attack, or are you guys more about your spacing and the holding of a line uh, down there at the Hurricanes? Oh, we want to go and get people. Uh, I think that's the the way rugby is these days. You don't want to. Uh, sit there and let the attack have the ball and, and put you under pressure because that's what you see. Anyone can has got the skills these days. Um, you know, it's not just the backs that it used to be. It's, it's everyone, even the props can play with the, the ball now. So, um, you know, like, I think most teams are that. <laughs> Izzy likes playing with the ball. Uh, sorry. Um, but I think most teams <laughs> Radio Kenya. Uh, you just got to help yourself. Uh, sorry, as well. Edit that out. Um, but I think, you know, the, the more pressure you put on teams, let's get back to the conversation, guys. Um, the more pressure you put on teams, I think the, the better you're going to be. And obviously we, uh, we've dropped a little bit of a line speed uh, at the Canes at the moment. But if you look at Aussie teams, that they hold and push a little bit more. And we, we like to go forward as, as New Zealand teams. So that's going to be interesting to see how it goes over there in Aussie. But they definitely want to go and get teams. Hey, Corey, I've got a question. You know, like when, when I'm talking to my friends and let's say that their name is Pat or they've got, you know, all these, you know, nicknames like Bull and that, but when you use their first name like Bruce and Patrick, like you are doing with Israel, you've obviously got a couple of <laughs> you've got a couple of PG stories for us, mate. Like and you're obviously the the boss in the in the partnership. <laughs> Oh, I got PG. Um, <laughs> mm. <laughs> nah, nah. You know, right. Israel told me that. Um, Israel. <laughs> me I'll, I'll Israel. I've always done it just to piss him off. It sounds like it's annoying. So, um, <laughs> I like being annoying to him. So, I just always call him it. But, yeah, nah. He told me whenever I get onto his, because this is obviously his work. And he'll be frightened of Jiffy if I say anything, so I have to be uh, nice. Just no, I love it. Not, people, people want to hear the stories, Siege. Want to hear the stories? They know you're, yeah. you're a funny guy, and they want to hear the stories. But now you're a coach, so you got to act I'll responsible. You, you can't you can't do that. Nah, I don't. Nah, I don't. Um, <laughs> I want to come to you. Uh, I'll tell you what. Next time we wake up, we'll tell stories the whole time, shall we? That'd be yeah. that'd be fantastic. Well, obviously, when you two were broomies, um, <laughs> it reminds me of one of my best broomies. Like, are you lying? There, a... Are you lying in there in bed, like talking about hairstyles before test match? Or lack of? Um, <laughs> nah, obviously, normally, normally, uh, normally I've got a pig on my nose because Israel's quite a smelly person, doesn't shower, um, and also for <laughs> the game. As soon as we got home from training, he'd put headphones on and he wouldn't take them off until the game was on. So you get no conversation from him at all. So, um, yeah, he's a, he's yeah, that, an interesting yeah, guy. That was a downfall uh, on me, Siege. That was a downfall on me. I used to play yeah, the no. game about six hours before the game and then it ruined me. I was tired in those test matches. So I changed it. I changed it towards the end. I relaxed. <laughs> the winner, I had coffees. 
Yeah. I couldn't yeah, believe changed. you went to bed in the techno. Yeah, I was just like, how does he <laughs> got to still listening to that kind of stuff? On, on, on I know. <laughs> Get me excited for the game, mate. Hey, Siege, I was listening to Aroha and Suyuz, and we we listened to your presser. Going to Australia, what are you expecting expecting from the Aussie side? Are you expecting a bit of a battle? Honestly, all honesty, do you reckon they can front the Reds? I'm always honest. Uh, Look, I think it's going to be a good challenge for us because the first two teams we're playing is Aussie and uh, us, is the Reds and the Brumbies, and they are at the top Mm. of their table. Um, and I think we lost to the Brumbies last year you know, over there and we're playing them in the same spot so we can't go over there and I think we're too good for them and I think the Reds and I think all New Zealand teams not just this one it's the first time Aussie guys have got to play against the New Zealand teams and so they'll be wanting to show that all the talkers are oh, their level of rugby is not good enough and New Zealand teams should smoke them that I think every Australian team over there will be wanting to put their best foot forward this game, especially because this is where they can say to everyone else, yeah, yeah, right, kind of mentality. So it's going to be a good opportunity for not just us, um, but again, for all New Zealand teams against Aussies, because I think this weekend is going to be the best weekend uh, for, for rugby um, because of that. What about the resurgence of your good friend, Jules, who we had a lot of time playing with me? How's he been for the group? And he's pretty. Are you surprised with how how well he's gone, or are you, are you, are you not surprised because of the effort he's put in the off season? He's looking very fit. Yeah, I, I think you know, obviously having sitting, been sitting at the base and, and seeing him come in and and work and uh, what he eats and how he trains, it's that's awesome. I think you know, coming back to New Zealand, I don't think he enjoyed France too much, and for him to come back and kind of like his rugby career was in the balance. And so I think he's kind of realised that and everything he's trying to do, he, he's got that mentality that he doesn't want to be second. And so he's training he's training hard. He's trying to, I guess, learn the game more as a, as a player and, and he doesn't want these young people coming through and, and taking the spot or he doesn't want to play bad so they don't. So he doesn't get his name called in the, in the team sheet. And it's, it's a big change, Um and I like what I see because he makes other people kind of work hard around him. Yeah, man. No, I'm definitely noticing that, a eh? different uh, mindset from, from Julian, and it's transitioning onto the field. He's looking fit, he's involved, and he's uh, scoring a couple of tries. He's only one off the record as well from his good mate TJ Pedernada. Now, thanks very much, Siege, coming cool. on the show. All the best with yep. your travel to Australia, and uh, we'll get you back on very, very shortly, mate. Thank you. Awesome. Love your work, guys. Baz and Izzy are country clueless. Despite the best efforts of Hydroflow, your plumbing, rural and irrigation product supplier. Well, well, well. Louis, Louis, I think we should change the heading for that. Change the title because I reckon you got to go get Hyundai and the team from Country Calada down to Dagville and have a wee look at what sort of clinic we've been running here. Wow. When we say we, when we say we, uh, um, let's be honest, I'll be standing there and, Israel, get this, can you go get that, can you go get this, can you go cut this, and 
No, you've cut it wrong. It's too short. But hey, we're running a good little <laughs> setup here. Um, what? You I've and heard Daisy's old band here. Oh. Is that Daisy? No, no, Daisy's dead. Daisy's, Daisy's dead. He's very, very handy. He's very, very handy. So what he's done, he's come here. He's been here for the last week and a half. He's We've built a woodshed. So we've built a woodshed and uh, wow. we've got some old iron that's been lying around. We've got some posts. We dug some holes. I dug a hole. And um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we, Sounds like we ruining TV. And we uh, you know, screwed them into the side of the, the timber and, and everything's got a nice solid structure. And then yesterday we built a workbench, mate. And my neighbour came over. He says, why are you building a workbench? You, you're what not are you going to do I said, with it? Uh, <laughs> That's what, I, that's what I said. I said, well, yeah, you're not wrong, but hey, it looks good in the, in the shed. So build a, build a workbench and a, a work thing. So, yeah, I've actually learned a lot. I've learned a lot, mate. Got the old skill saw, the drop saw, been mitering some uh, six by twos. Everything's been good. Going good, mate. It's um, been outstanding. So I, I, I can't, I can't, I don't know. I'm what? not clueless. There's nothing clueless it's about it. I've been on mate. an absolute heater. I've been leading, I've been... Get, I'm not in Hearn Bay or St. Mary's Bay, mate. I'm in a hotel <laughs> and I've been grinding. <laughs> well, well, we've had a suggestion here for your nickname you wanted. Um, Mark mm. is Mark is saying that maybe we, because he's Googled Israel and it means Prince of God, obviously you would know that. Mm. Um, so maybe, <laughs> we, <laughs> maybe we could nickname him Israel, Prince of the Lifestyle Block. <laughs> yeah, that's got a ring to Look, it. Look, I'm not going to claim it. I'm not going to claim it because, boys, you know I'm hopeless, and I'm not. I'm going to be the first to say, and I'm going to be a realist here. I'm not as handy as anything. So yesterday we were doing this workbench, and Dave was like, "Okay, we need to put a shelf underneath," and so we had to get some uh, yeah, pieces of timber and we had to cut them to length and blah blah blah. And here's me <laughs> standing there, under here's me looking at this thing, and I'm like, "Okay, so we're going to cut these pieces of wood and we're going to put them along the bottom." I'm just like, "So how are they going to?" I just can't, Dave. Dave, how are we? How are they going to stick? How are they going to stick to the bottom of those legs? Like, how are we going to attach them so they don't move and drop? And then he had to figure it out. And I was just like, man, there's actually a lot to come to it. But really, you just had to put two screws into the legs. It wasn't that hard? But I just couldn't figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, I don't know. I'm stuck in two minds here. I can't. On one hand, mm. you're asking to drop the title of country clueless, and on the other hand, then you're telling us that you you, you didn't know, and you're kind of professing that you're still an apprentice. Well, no, no, I'm just thinking outcome. We're all outcome focused here. The we outcome are, is are, I've got true. absolute setup here, mate. I've got a setup, and and that's the, that's the end of end it. Of. But just during the process, <laughs> I'm standing there. I'm standing there, and I'm thinking, okay, lucky Dave's here because I don't know how to cut that, or I don't know how to attach that to those legs. And yeah, well done. Cheers, David. Do you think? Um, well, you wouldn't want him to leave. You wouldn't want the in-laws to be leaving. Oh, no, I do. I do. They're going today, and I can't wait to see the back of them. Love them to bits. Love David and Nick, uh, Trudy. Love yous. I love yous lots, but, um, yeah, I'm tired, mate. That nine to five. Woof. Ron, <laughs> <Grind>, didn't it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't even like to say Daddy. that. Daddy. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm only joking. It's that. Honestly, I've been here for the last couple of weeks, and... They've helped so much with uh, with all the work around the house. Lifestyle blocks, mate. There's always something that needs to be done, and I've got no idea. But 100%. he's uh, 
He's been very helpful, and <laughs> they bought the kids a couple of e-bikes too, so they're spoiling oh, the kids. Oh, could they buy me one? Spoiling. I, my motorbike's stolen. That's so expensive. <laughs> if anybody's got a deal on an e-bike, I'm happy to shamelessly sell myself, but the, they are. I'm looking at the moment. Man, I don't know if kids' bikes are uh, cheaper, but they are <laughs> brutally expensive. I think they're worth they it. Every, everyone very. says that they're worth it, but... um. There you go. Hydroflow are your, uh, your rural experts on all things drainage and, and they're supporting the harness industry as they're supporting the, the rural industry. Uh, Ken Brecken, as you, I don't know if you heard him on Thursday night, we had him on the broadcast from the race at Cambridge and he, again, um, without you there, I think he felt a bit more comfortable to fire a shot at you about your pipe <laughs> that you're laying on, that you've got on top of the ground. He, he'd been thinking mm. about it. You could tell he'd been stewing on it and he was almost in disbelief. <laughs> the look on his face. Yeah. Everyone's telling me to pipe it. I went and see Joe Moody after the um, after Crusaders last when I was talking about his MCL, and I told him about the situation. He says, "Mate, you got to put that under. You got to put that under." I said, "Why?" I said, "Why?" He said, "Mate, it's gonna freeze over, and then your Crack. cows will have no water." Yeah. And I said, "Oh, fair enough. Okay." <laughs> And now I've got to go <laughs> trench his pipes. Go see Hydroflow. Go see okay. Hydroflow. <laughs> go see Hydroflow. Tell them that they sponsor my segment called Country King, or sorry, Prince of the Hi- Prince of <laughs> Prince of the Lifestyle Block. And Ken told me to come see it. Izzy, love it. Love your honesty as always, mate. Enjoy that workbench. Looking forward to seeing all the work that goes on it. <laughs> For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com.